Sri Sai Sacharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, A Modern Rendering. Chapter 26 The Sadguru Opens Our Eyes All the things that we see in the universe are nothing but a play of Maya, the creative power of the Lord. These things do not really exist. What really exists is the Absolute. Just as we mistake a rope, a garland, or a stick for a serpent on account of darkness, we always see the phenomena, things as they appear outwardly, and not that which underlies all the visible things. It is only the Sadguru that opens the eyes of our understanding and enables us to see things in their true light, and not as they appear. Let us therefore worship the Sadguru and pray to him to give us the true vision, which is nothing but God-vision, God-realization. Inner Worship Ahmad Pant has given us a novel form of worship, He says, let us use hot water in the form of tears of joy to wash the Sadguru's feet. Let us besmear his body with sandal paste of pure love. Let us cover his body with cloth of true faith. Let us offer eight lotuses in the form of our eight pure emotions and fruit in the form of our concentrated mind. Let us apply black powder to his head in the form of devotion, tie the waistband of bhakti, and place our head on his toes. After decorating the Sadguru with jewelry in this way, let us offer our all to him and wave the feather fan of devotion toward our feet. After such blissful worship, let us pray like this, Introvert our mind, turn it inward. Give us discrimination between the real and the unreal, a non-attachment for all worldly things, and so enable us to attain self-realization. We surrender ourselves, body and soul. Make our eyes yours, so that we should never feel pleasure and pain. Control our body and mind, as is your will and wish. Let our mind get rest at your feet. Now let us turn to the stories of this chapter. Stick with one guru. Once it so happened that a devotee by the name Pant, a disciple of another sadguru, had the good fortune of visiting Shirdi. He had no mind to go to Shirdi, but man proposes one way and God disposes the other. He was traveling in a railway train when he met some friends and relations bound for Shirdi. They asked him to accompany them and he could not say no. 
They got off at Mumbai, while Pont got off at Bida. There he received permission from his Sadguru for the Shirdi trip, and after arranging for the expenses, left with the party for Shirdi. They all reached the place in the morning and went to the masjid at about 11 a.m. Seeing the crowd of devotees assembled for Baba's worship, they were all pleased, but Pont suddenly had a fit and fell senseless. They were all frightened. Still, they tried their best to bring him to his senses. With Baba's grace and the pouring of pitchers of water over his head, he regained consciousness and sat upright, as if he had just awakened from sleep. The omniscient Baba, knowing that he was a disciple of another guru, inspired fearlessness and confirmed his faith in his own guru by addressing him like this. Come what may, leave not, but stick to your guru and remain ever steady, always at one with him. Pont at once knew the significance of this remark and was reminded of his sadguru. Throughout his life, he never forgot this kindness of Baba. There was a gentleman by name Harish Chandra Pital in Mumbai. He had a son who suffered epilepsy. He tried many allopathic and Ayurvedic doctors, but there was no cure. There remained only one remedy, taking the refuge in the saints. It was stated in Chapter 15 that Daskanu's incomparable and splendid kirtans spread Baba's fame in Mumbai. Mr. Patal heard some of these kirtans in 1910 and learned from others that Baba, by his mere touch and glance, cured many incurable diseases. A desire then arose in his mind to see Baba. Making all the preparations and taking presents and fruit baskets, Mr. Patal came to Shirdi with his wife and children. He went to the masjid with them and prostrated before Baba and placed his sick son on Baba's feet. No sooner had Baba seen the child than an unfavorable thing happened. Immediately the son's eyes revolved up and he fell down senseless. His mouth began to foam and his whole body began to perspire profusely. It seemed as if he was breathing his last. Seeing this, the parents became very nervous and overwrought. The boy had such fits often, but this fit seemed to persist long. Tears began to flow ceaselessly from the mother's eyes, and she began to wail. She cried like a person who, being afraid of robbers, runs into a house that then collapses on her, or like a cow fearing a tiger running into the hands of a butcher or like a traveler tormented by the heat of the sun, taking refuge under a tree that falls on her, or like a devout person going for worship into a temple that collapses on him. Baba comforted her, saying, Do not wail like this. Wait a bit. Have patience. Take the boy to your lodging. He will come to his senses within a half an hour. They did as directed by Baba and found that his words came true. 
As soon as he was taken into the water, the boy recovered, and the entire family, husband, wife, and others were delighted, and all their doubts disappeared. Then Mr. Patal came with his wife to see Baba, prostrating before him very humbly and respectfully shampooing his legs, and mentally thanked Baba for his help. Baba smiled and said, Are not all your thoughts, doubts, and fears calmed down now? The Lord will protect him who has faith and patience. Mr. Patal was a rich and well-to-do gentleman. He distributed sweets on a large scale and gave Baba excellent fruits and pan. Mrs. Patal was a very sattvic lady, simple, loving, and faithful. She used to sit near the post staring at Baba with tears of joy in her eyes. Seeing her amiable and loving nature, Baba was much pleased with her. Like gods, saints are always dependent on their devotees who surrender and worship them with all their heart and soul. After passing some happy days in Baba's company, the Patal family came to the masjid to take Baba's permission to depart. Baba gave them Udian blessings and called Mr. Patal close and said, Bapu, I have given you two rupees before. Now I give you three rupees. Keep these in your shrine for worship and you will benefit. Mr. Patal accepted these as prasad, prostrated again before Baba and prayed for his blessings. A thought arose in his mind. He couldn't understand what Baba meant when he said he had given two rupees previously, as this was his first trip to Shirdi. He was curious to have this mystery solved, but Baba kept silent. When Mr. Patal returned to Mumbai, he narrated to his old mother all that had happened in Shirdi and about the mystery of Baba giving him two rupees previously. The mother also did not understand the mystery, but thinking seriously about it, she was reminded of a previous incident which solved the mystery. She said to her son, As you went to Baba with your son now, so did your father many years ago when he took you to Akalkot for darshan of the Maharaj there. The Maharaj was also a siddha, a perfect yogi, omniscient and liberal. Your father was pure, devout, and his worship was accepted. He then gave your father two rupees to keep in the shrine for worship. Your father worshipped them until his death, but thereafter the worship was neglected and the rupees were lost. The memory of these two rupees was also lost until now. You were very fortunate Akhlokot Maharaj has appeared to you in the form of Baba to remind you of your duties and worship and to ward off all dangers. Now, from this time forward, leave off all your doubts and bad thoughts. Follow your ancestors and behave well. Go on worshipping the family gods and the rupees. Take pride and see the value in the blessing of the saints. Baba has kindly received the spirit of bhakti in you. Cultivate it to your benefit. Hearing his mother's remarks, Mr. Patale was very much delighted. 
He came to know and was now convinced about Baba's all-pervasiveness and the importance of his darshan. From that time on, he became very careful about his behavior. You must enjoy the fruit of your past actions. Gopal Ambedekar of Pune was a devotee of Baba. He served for ten years in the Abkari department in the Tana district from where he had to retire. He tried to get another job but did not succeed. He was overtaken by other calamities and his condition grew from bad to worse. He passed seven years in this condition, visiting Shirdi every year and placing his grievance before Baba. In 1916, his plight became worse and he decided to commit suicide in Shirdi. So he went there with his wife and stayed for two months. One night, while sitting in a bullock cart in front of Dixit's Wada, he resolved to end his life by throwing himself into a well close by. He proposed one thing, but Baba wished to do something else. A few paces from this place, there was a hotel, and its proprietor, Mr. Sagun, a devotee of Baba, came out and approached him. Did you ever read this book about Akokot Maharaja's life? Ambedekar took the book and began to read it. Casually, or we can say providentially, he came across the following story. During Akokot Maharaja's life, a devotee suffered much from an incurable disease, and when he could no longer endure the agony and pain, and desperate to end his miseries, one night he threw himself in a well. Immediately the Maharaj came and took him out with his own hands and then advised him, You must enjoy the fruit, good or bad, of your past actions. If the enjoyment is incomplete, suicide won't help you. You have to take another birth and suffer again. So instead of killing yourself, why not suffer for some time and finish up your store of the fruit of your past deeds and be done with it once and for all? Reading this appropriate and timely story, Ambedekar was much surprised and moved. Had he not received Baba's hint through the story, he would have been no more. On seeing Baba's all-pervasiveness and benevolence, his faith in him was confirmed, and he became a staunch devotee. His father was a devotee of Akokat Maharaj, and Baba wanted him to walk in his father's footsteps and continue devotion to him. He then received Baba's blessings and his prospects began to improve. He studied astrology and gained proficiency in it and thereby improved his lot. He was able to earn sufficient money and passed his later life in ease and comfort. Pranams to Sri Sai. Peace be to all. You've been listening to a modern rendering of Hamad Pant's The Sri Sai Satcharitra. 
the wonderful life and teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, edited and narrated by Monica Penaconda. For more content like this online, please go to divinelineage.org, saifamily.org, and peacefires.org. To learn more about Monica, please go to monicapenaconda.org. <laughs>